Peter Lewis is the sort of fellow we need more of. He's friendly, cooperative, easy to get along with, and says yes to most things. Peter is the director of Essential Media. Essential Media is effectively a polling company. But it does more than that, much more than that, and I urge you to check out its website and see the whole range of things that Essential Media involves itself in. As a result of Essential Media's work, Peter has a clear understanding of what it is that Australians want and need, and in particular, what they want and need with regard to climate change. Climate Conversations was fortunate enough to catch up with Peter just this morning and have a chat with him about what Australians are thinking about polling, climate change, and what the future will hold. First, we'll have some formalities, then we'll listen to the chat I had this morning with Peter. Welcome to this latest episode of Climate Conversations. I'm your host, Robert McLean. It's so great to have you on board. Climate Conversations is published here in Shepparton, in northern Victoria, Australia, on the lands of the Yorta Yorta people. Yes, the stolen lands of the Yorta Yorta people, and I pay my respects to their elders, past, present and emerging. Climate Conversations is proudly associated with the Mark Spencer published Climactic Collective. The Collective is telling stories about the climate crisis from many angles. It's refreshing, informative and helps you better understand how you should respond to the crisis. And I'd urge you to check out those podcasts and you can see them all at Climactic.fm. Music used in this podcast comes from the Melbourne-based group Music for a Warming World. You'll find a link to that group in the show notes. And finally, before we get to the meat of this episode, if you enjoy it, please feel free to share it with your friends. Essential Media is a great website and people can read all about it there, but can you give me a 30-sec description of what it is you do? I've been trying to explain that um, for years. So we basically work with the progressive side of politics to design and implement campaigns that make a difference. We work in strategy, research and implementation. So um, we just try to understand the political environment and then help organisations make a difference. You were appointed director in 2003, I think. And so what has been the most significant change in the company's work since then? Well, the internet. <laughs> um, you know, when I, when I started, it was very much a PR company trying to get um, column inches for unions. Um, the evolution has been much more integrated campaigns using both qual and quant research, um, thinking through how you build online communities, um, working through the digital platforms, but also recognising the limitations of that and trying to find new ways of building movement. I thought the work that we were able to do through the pandemic when everyone was locked down, starting to use the virtual town hall technology that Zoom offers was really transformative. And a lot of our work is now thinking through how we can create better um models of um, collaboration using these new technologies, which isn't just outsourcing it all to Facebook. Polling companies took something of a beating after the 2019 election. So what was the fallout for essential media? Well, you know, like like um, all researchers, we had a look at um, our models. We took a deep breath and approached it with humility and curiosity. I... Um, our big change has been that we made the call that 
extracting undecideds from the sample was providing false lodestars. So what traditionally happened with voting was if someone couldn't tell you who they were going to vote, you would remove them from the sample for the sake of elegance. What we shifted was we keep reporting the don't knows now and even a week out, we've still got about 6% of people yet to make up their mind. And understanding that dynamic, I think, allows people to read what's going on in the election better than thinking, oh, Labor's ahead or the Liberals are behind. When did climate change find it or find its way onto your agenda? Look, I first saw climate change um, being a political issue in the lead up to the 2007 election when, if you remember, there was a big wave of drought around Australia um, and Kevin Rudd ran... If we remember, it was actually there was a bipartisan commitment for action on climate change that election. So Rudd went first, and um, then and Howard followed. I think since then the reality is that action on climate change has been um, a net negative for Labor. Like I, I think you could argue that 2010, 2013, and 2019 were all elections where. Labor's commitment for more ambition on climate than the coalition was an electoral negative. Does the central media ask specifically about climate change? Yeah, we've run a, a benchmark over many years, and if people want to play at home, they can go to the um, the website essentialreport.com.au and type in climate change. But we've, we've been asking a set of benchmark questions around a, whether the government's doing enough or not enough, and B, whether people think it's real, all the way back to the climate wars. So it's it's been interesting to watch that journey. Like, And it, there's been deviation, but there's always been majority support for action. Um, I think the question's always been what sort of action and how you take the or how you deal with very well-organised attempts to derail action by amplifying the short-term costs without being honest about the long-term consequences of inaction. So have you found out anything about what people think should happen? Well, you know, I think what I would say is that we know people, by and large, um, support action. It then becomes what is the action? And I think that's always been where the debate's got a little bit lost. Um, And there's obviously specific parts of Australia where um, action involves significant economic change. So it's almost like you've got majority support for a principle, but it's always been a challenge to then flesh out what that actually means. And I think we're getting closer to doing that well, but I think for a long time it was just assumed that because people signed up to the top line um you know, everything else would naturally follow, and it hasn't. Should climate change be receiving a higher priority from candidates in this coming election? Well, I think this election's um, interesting. I think there has been a strategic decision from Labor based on the electoral map that they were not going to run. They did not want to run capital C climate change as an election issue, although... I do think that it is embedded in their agenda around powering Australia, which is really about the steps needed, which is building better um, transmission infrastructure. Where climate change is interesting this election is it's really um, being used to attack um, 
the libs from their left by those teal independents that are obviously been organised, you know, around the issue. So, um, yeah, I think that... <laughs> I think it is an issue, but, but it's an issue that is being played in a different way than sort of traditionally through the headlines. Peter, predictions can be the work of the devil, but what impact do you think climate change will have on this election? I think it's mixed in different parts. So I think that um, in the cities where those teal independents are on the rise, it is a key anchor to those discussions. That's had an impact already in that it's mitigated against the way the government can prosecute the issue and even their largely symbolic, um, you know, commitment to um, a net zero by 2050 can be largely explained by that um, attack on their left flank. By the same token, um, the the deamplification, that's not the right word, but the, the, the winding back of rhetoric on climate has been really important for Labor to get back in the race in a bunch of other seats in regional Australia. Peter, can we slip into the personal for a moment? We'll get away from the professional. How do you feel personally about climate change? Um, personally, I think it's an issue that we need as a, you know, as a, a, a nation and the world to be, having a long-term plan, I think we've wasted decades um, before we even started, got to the starting line. I think that we're, we're living through the consequences of that failure now and ultimately, you know, it's incumbent not just on our leaders but on all of us to be um, ensuring that we start the journey. Peter, is there something else you'd like to say about essential media or what role are you, are you playing in the federal election and what things have you got coming up? We, we want to see a more progressive Australia. We work on a bunch of issues from um, supporting the um, disability sector and standing up for the NDIS to working in the environment sector, working with unions, working on early childcare. So we, we think that um, the best theory of change for politics is to build stronger civil society and that's what we'll be focused on whether we win lose or draw the next election thanks so much peter make sure you check out the essential media website and there'll be a link for that in the show notes once again thanks peter Climate Conversations is published with the support of the Mark Spencer published Climactic Collective and is just one of more than 20 podcasts making up that collective. More about the collective and the associated podcasts can be found at climactic.fm. Music for Climate Conversations is from the Melbourne-based group Music for a Warming World. You can find a link to that group in the episode notes. Responsibility for Climate Conversations rests with me. But you could help with the questions. And if there is something specific that needs addressing, but the question is not being asked of whom it should be asked, please make a suggestion and send it to r.mclean7 at icloud.com. Earlier episodes of Climate Conversations can be found at the Climactic website. Simply search for climactic.fm. Go to the Climate Conversations artwork Click on that 
and there you will find all the other episodes. Beyond that, in all this climate chaos, remember just a few things. Put your faith in genuine climate science. Also, action is the best antidote to despair, and that, I must add, is one of the drivers of this podcast. And remember, be kind, for everyone you meet is fighting a great battle. That ends this episode of Climate Conversations. Thanks so much for your company, and until we talk again, please take care. Thank you.